Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 93. And today, we're going to be talking about anger. I have a couple of texts from the New Testament today that talk about anger. Certainly going to be looking at Jesus' own teaching, on one of his teachings on anger. And I think the thing about anger is that we all have varying degrees and troubles with anger. And so you'll find that as you read through, particularly the New Testament, that there's a fair amount of teaching about anger. Because as far as Jesus is concerned, we're all going to have trouble with anger. Now, some of us, it's upfront, it's out there, and it's loud, and everybody knows when we're angry. Other people, it's not as obvious. It might be quiet, it might be quite passive, it might be silent, it might manifest itself in different ways, like, for example, being stubborn or just not listening. But we all have trouble with anger. And so Jesus and the Apostle Paul both address anger in their teachings. So one of the things that Paul, who of course was one of the New Testament leaders, he was a pastor, and he's and in this particular paragraph, he's writing to his church, his students really, and they're all quite new in their faith. They're new believers. And when you're dealing with someone who is brand new to the faith, like as in brand new to what does it mean to follow Christ, you kind of have to spell things out very, very clearly. Because people don't know, right? They didn't know then and they don't know today. And so in this passage, Paul is writing to his congregation. And he says to them, you have to learn how to live as children of light. And that's a way of Paul, oh, that's a nice poetic way of saying, you know, the world's pretty dark. There's a lot of suffering there's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of darkness. And you, who are now followers of Christ, you're, you're the light. And so you have to learn how to live as children of light. And Paul goes on to say, and the way you do that is, is that you have to learn how to put off your old self and put on your new self. Now, your new self is all about what the New Testament calls the Christ-like nature, which is about being loving. It's about learning how to forgive. Actually, I should say it's about learning how to love because it's not that easy to love. It's very difficult to love someone that you don't like. And it's actually difficult to love well someone you do like. So the whole idea of learning how to love is covered a lot in Jesus' teaching, learning how to forgive, learning how to live without resentment. Paul uses a nice image here. It's almost like you can use the image of a coat. You have to learn how to put off your old coat, all the old ways that weren't helpful to you. Maybe you were angry a lot of the time. Maybe you were envious a lot of the time. Maybe you were bitter a lot of the time. 
Who knows, right? We all have different things. But Paul's saying here, whatever your issues are or were, we've, we now have to learn how to grow up spiritually and put on our new self. And so he talks here in the Ephesians text, he talks about, you've got to learn how to take off lying. You've got, to, you've got to learn how to take off anger. You've got to learn how to take off unwholesome talk or bitterness or rage or slander or malice. Everything that's actually quite common in our world, in a, in a sense, right? Turn on the news. What is it going to be about? It's going to be about malice and slander and bitterness and anger. But Paul is saying here, all that, of course, it needs to be identified and it needs to be taken off. And instead, you need to learn how to put on kindness and compassion because that's what you're going to be known for. Ultimately, now maybe not right at the beginning, but ultimately, over the years of following Christ, you're going to be known as a forgiving person. You're going to be known as a kind person, a compassionate person. And Jesus says similar things. If you look in the famous Sermon on the Mount, which is Matthew 5, it's a different angle, but he says, and he's speaking to, his context is slightly different. He is speaking to ancient Jewish followers people who are sort of interested in what he's saying. And he says, well, in the past you learned don't murder, right? You had that commandment, do not murder. Nobody has any issues with that. Everybody agrees with that. Jesus would say that's good, but that's just the beginning. What I'm teaching is anyone who is so much as angry with a brother or sister is guilty of murder. Meaning, it's not just about avoiding killing someone, Jesus is saying. I'm not, that's relatively easy to go through your day, day and not kill someone. That's relatively easy to do, right? Jesus is saying that's not what the commandment's about. You've got to go much, much deeper than that. We're talking about heart motives here. We're talking about what's going on in the inside. And for Jesus, it's always about it's like he'd say, I'm not interested in the you that you show the world. I know that that's all cleaned up. And I know that you try and come over as together and kind and good. What I'm interested in is getting right to the very center of your being. I'm interested in getting what motivates you. And that's where I want to do some healing. And that's where I want to do some change. So for Jesus, it's not about just acting like you're a laid-back person. It's about actually dealing with anger. Yeah, anger's, anger's a tricky thing to deal with. It's, it's not that straightforward. I'm sure we've all had this experience. You're going along in life. You're in a relationship with someone. And then out the blue, you know, there's this explosive anger. And you think, what in the world... Where did that come from? Well, there's a fine example of anger that's never really been dealt with. It's just so festers over the weeks. And it's all there. And then something will trigger 
and set off that anger. And unfortunately, if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you're the one that gets hit with someone else's rage and anger. All that really damaging energy it comes toward you. But in some ways, it really has nothing to do with you, right? In some ways, it really hasn't. Although you're, you might be the recipient of someone else's anger, it's really not because you did anything wrong. It's because they've never, ever dealt with anger. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And it's a tricky subject because it's really easily misunderstood because... You know, with Jesus, um, for those of you who know a little bit more about the New Testament, if you've read it at all, you'll know that Jesus did get angry. I mean, in fact, he was the one who, when he saw people selling, exchanging money and selling things in what we would call the church, uh, he was not happy. He went in turned the tables over, threw them out of the temple courts. I mean, yeah. Did he get angry at times? Yes, he did. And actually, the Apostle Paul wasn't exactly a calm, cool, collected character either. He, had a, he was a passionate man. I mean, things would upset him. He would get annoyed. So it's not so much the, that the Scripture teaches you can never get angry. It's not so much that. It's more, the biblical line is, in your anger, do not sin. Well, what is that? What is sin? Sin is when you break things, when you break yourself, when you break people. Sin is when you're completely off track and going in the wrong direction. So really the teaching in Scripture is, yeah, you can get angry. It's an emotion, right? That's going to happen. Just don't get completely off track. Don't break everything around you. Don't break yourself. Don't break people. Don't break relationships. That's going off in the wrong direction. So what is interesting about anger is, is that the scripture assumes it, people get angry. Of course they do. They're human. Now again, some of us may be more in touch with our anger than others. In fact, to be honest, I think it's easier to deal with people who are quite upfront about their anger. For me personally, it's always the quiet ones are much harder. You know, the people that are so laid back, they never really get any they never really get angry. Nothing bothers them at all. They're always cool, it's always chill, and then they're suddenly explosive. That's much much harder for me. To deal with personally than someone who is quite verbal and um, quite upfront about their irritations on a daily basis. It's somehow easier. I mean, none, none of it's great, but it's, it's easier, I think. But whether you're an upfront, angry person that is verbal and displays it, or whether you're a person who rarely, rarely displays anger, I think that even the calmest of people would say, yes, I admit, on occasion, I have lost my cool. 
And then, of course, there's others that are like, oh, I can't get through a day without feeling angry. I can't get through a day without getting frustrated at someone. I mean, it's like second nature to me. Yeah, it's all, it's personality, isn't it? A lot of it's to do with personality. So it's not necessarily wrong to feel angry. It's more about what we do with that angry energy. Because, you know, it's, it, it motivates us. There's no doubt about it. It's a very, very powerful energy. And again, with any energy that we have, it's like, what is going to ultimately lead us? When we say that we're following Christ, it's like, okay, well, are we going to follow Christ's way or are we going to follow that powerful anger energy? And I think that it's a lot easier to follow angry energy than it is to, to stop, pause and follow Christ. Because anger is reactive and it just comes as second nature. You don't have to think about it. You don't need any maturity. You don't need any spiritual insight. You just do it. But as soon as you start to talk about following Christ, that's a whole different ballgame, isn't it? So, yeah, anger is it's a powerful energy and it can motivate you. And we've all experienced this. can motivate you to say and do things, all sorts of things, that later you think, oh, I just wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't written that in that email. I wish I hadn't texted that. You, I would, you know, by the way, this is my personal opinion. It is never, ever good to say anything of any serious things via, via email, via letters, via texting, it is always better face-to-face. -face. And you'll notice that people are a lot braver when they're not face-to-face. -face. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. doesn't help, right? Always better to go face-to-face -face and uh, sort things out rather than try and do it via, via a text. That's the worst thing, a text. So, yeah, the scripture has a lot to say about, you know, our, us understanding and, and, and getting some insight into our anger. We have to have insight into it. We have to know ourselves in order to take it off, as St. Paul would say, which means not have it control us, uh, not have it in the back of our mind, always uh, bugging us. Anger. It's hard because it's a secondary feeling. Anger is often a secondary feeling. In other words, it's easier to feel angry than it is to feel grief or hurt. Right? It's easier or more preferred for us to feel angry than, say, fear or sadness. Who wants to be frightened? We don't want to be frightened. Who wants to be sad? Who wants to be vulnerable? Who wants to feel abandoned? No, we avoid that at all costs. So rather than feel abandoned, our first feeling can be anger. Now, if you're not aware of that, 
You might be going around thinking you're an angry person, but really underneath that anger, you're not really angry at all. You're just abandoned or you're just sad or you're just, you know, you're, you're dealing with stuff from the past. It comes over as anger, but really it's because it's you were really wounded and hurt. You have to really get a little bit of insight into yourself before you can really start to grow in your spiritual, emotional life. It's easier to feel angry than it is to feel anxiety or worry or discouragement. Anger would be our first choice. Why? Because it feels more powerful. It feels stronger in some way. It feels like we're more in control. We're actually not, but it just feels that way. It's preferable to feel angry rather than vulnerability because we don't like to feel vulnerable. Most of us would try and avoid feeling vulnerable. So St. Paul would say, Jesus would say, uh, no, you, you have to feel vulnerability in order to get in touch with what is going on. Because you can't take anger off. You can't deal with it. You can't expose it unless you have a sense of what's really going on underneath the anger. So self-knowledge is essential to spiritual growth. That's why you have generations of people who would identify as followers of, of Christ uh, really not, not being in touch with themselves or their anger or much of anything. Well, how could that happen when they, because they've never grown up, right? How could that happen? How could somebody be a follower of Christ and still be angry after 50 years? Because they never grew up in their faith. They never grew up in their faith. Very, very, very common. So when St. Paul speaks about, the Apostle Paul, early church leader, speaks about taking off anger, or for that matter, when he, when, he set, when he also speaks about learning how to take off bitterness or rage, you have to, be, you have, to have some self-knowledge before you can even begin to do that. Because if you're in denial, nothing's going to get taken off, right? And so Paul is teaching his people early on that he wants a different kind of leading in their lives, in our lives, and that is the leading of what we call the spirit, the leading of Christ. Um, there's different ways to talk about that, but we can't be following and being guided by anger and being guided by Christ are incompatible. And so is a host of other energies, like bitterness, like jealousy, like envy, greed. I mean, there's so many. All the negative energies uh, that don't serve us well, cause us a lot of pain. You can't be led by them and the spirit of Christ, because it's just incompatible. You can't follow two people, right? Two masters, Jesus would say. You can't follow two things. So when we feel angry or irritated or impatient, it really can be a flag of sorts, a spiritual flag. It can be if we're paying attention, because it's a moment 
to check in with yourself. And it's like, okay, am I really annoyed because I missed the green light? Am I really annoyed because uh, the, am I really annoyed that there's so many bad drivers on the road and it drives me crazy? Or, or, you know, is something else going on? You know, maybe it's nothing to do with bad drivers. Maybe it's nothing to do with missing the green light. Maybe the deeper level is. I'm so disappointed that this marriage isn't working out. I'm so worried that my child is just making horrible decisions. I'm so wounded by my past and how I was raised and how my parents treated me. I mean, I'm, or I'm so disappointed that I feel like I'm a failure. I'm not where I want to be in my career at this point. You see what I'm saying? Is it, is it really, am I really angry at these external things? The government's crazy. I don't like the leadership in our country. The politics drives me crazy. Is it really that? Yeah, well, it might be a bit of that. But is there something else going on? Is there something else going on? Because anger is often a secondary emotion. And we have to be kind of pull back and be a bit quiet before we can sort these sorts of things out. We call that prayer. It's when you have an ability to stop, pull back, slow down, breathe, meditate, walk, whatever you do to get yourself in a listening place. Otherwise, anger can so easily get transferred onto others. So easily. That's why so many relationships end in anger. You know, that's why it's, it's possible to, that so many divorces happen because of this. At the core, it's anger. It's never, ever been looked at. It's never, ever been dealt with. And oftentimes it's not really about them, the other person. It's just a trigger. Yeah, Paul would say, don't, don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. In other words, Give it some limits here. Otherwise, you can, you can live with anger your entire life. You'll all know people who are basically always angry. Or if they're not always angry, it's always waiting to come out, right? He says, don't let the sun go down in your anger. I think he's getting at this idea that anger can fester, it can last a long time, and it can definitely be passed down throughout generations. There is no doubt about this. You'll see this in families that are angry, that the children take it on, the grandchildren take it on, and so forth. I mean, it's a really powerful leading in any kind of family system. But when we become aware of it, uh, when we start to deal with it, yeah, it, it's, yes, it's possible to be set free. Yes, it is possible to be healed. Yes, it's possible. I mean, this is certainly a strong theme in the New Testament. 
if the sun sets you free, you shall be free indeed. That's a way of saying, yes, you can get over your issues, we'd say today. Yes, you can. Is it easy? No. Does it take a long time sometimes? Yes. Do you often need help in a therapist? Yes. <laughs> Do you often need spiritual counseling? Yes, but yes, it's possible. So be encouraged with that. But anger, when it's swallowed or when it's forgotten, that's the type of person that says, you know, I'm not angry. You know, I, I, I hardly ever feel anger. Well, there's dangers to that too. Because swallowed anger or forgotten anger, that's just anger that's never, ever been dealt with. That leads to depression and so many kinds of addiction, right? Eating disorders of various kinds, drugs, alcohol, any kind of addiction often comes from unresolved, unresolved hurt, which often is, you know, moves sort of into this swallowed anger, all sorts of problems and pain, right? It's, it's sad. You know, one of the great quotes from Richard Rohr is, pain is either transformed or it's transferred. So any kind of grief, any kind of abuse, any kind of loss, it's either, it's either transformed or you just pass it on to those around you. So very, very important to get in touch with anger whether we're the type that easily and quickly displays anger or not, whether we're the type that just we're dead inside and we just don't ever express anger. Either way, it's like, you know, there's some healing that's needed here. Yeah, a big part of the spiritual life is can you learn how to be honest with yourself? Not easy. Maybe I'm angry because I haven't said what needs to be said. And I've been a peacekeeper rather than a peacemaker. That's hard. Maybe I'm angry because I haven't stood up and said what I need to say because I hate conflict. Yeah, that's hard. And by now there'll be a string of broken relationships all around you, right? We're all going to struggle in different ways with anger. It's not so much, oh, some of us have an issue with this and others don't. I think we all do, uh, some more than others, because some of us are more wounded than others. But we all have it. Whether anger comes over as silent and passive, uh, whether it manifests itself in us just being stubborn and not doing what someone asks us to do, Still anger, right? Or whether it comes over as explosive. It doesn't really matter. If it's quiet and it's hidden and I'm stubborn, I'm resistant, I'm passive, I'm silent, that's going to cause a lot of damage to me and it's also going to cause a lot of damage to those around me. If I'm explosive and if I am losing my temper, if I, worse, if I'm violent, either in words or physically, that's going to cause a lot of damage to me and those around me. 
either, either way, we're going to be a, a trail of brokenness behind us. Even if we have a smile on our face, anger can still influence, and it does. So the scripture's saying, take it off. Take anger off. Very, very important teaching. Allow God, allow the Spirit to come. Touch these places. Deal with these things. Have that energy release its grip. And not have that energy direct you. And not and stop it. You know, it doesn't have to pass down to the next generation. It doesn't have to do that. But compassion and generosity and goodness, yeah, that can learn, that can take the lead. That can that can end up taking the lead. You can break the cycle with the help of God, with the help of the Spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit, oh my goodness. Such an amazing, powerful energy of God available to us. There's the heart cry. There's the prayer. There's the heart cry. God, show us whatever is bubbling up for us as we listen to this talk on anger. Whatever area is bubbling up, whatever memory comes to us, whatever if there's a person that comes to our mind, whatever it is that we need healing, I always think the first step is simply an openness. It's like, yes, God, you know what? I am open to whatever you need to do to set me free. I'm open to that. It's like, yeah, come Spirit of God, do what you need to do so that I can be led by you. Yeah, what, a, what an amazing promise. Thank you for joining me. Join with me again next week for another episode.